Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first edition of Sparkcast Media. I am Austin Bradley, joined by my co-host, Brian Sparkman. Brian, say something for the people. You can call me Sparky, Brian, or whatever. I don't really care. <laughs> can they call you anytime? They can call me anytime, any minute, any second, baby. Man, you're too horny. But today, we're going to be talking about everything that's going on in the world of sports, more specifically the NBA and the NFL, starting off with an unfortunate event that happened, the conference finals in the East. It wasn't unfortunate. Where the Boston Celtics couldn't complete the reverse sweep for the first time ever, and they left me feeling very sad. I don't find it unfortunate being a Miami fan. Yeah. It's unfortunate that you are a Miami fan. Not really, because we're uh, about to go in the finals. You shouldn't be there. You don't deserve it. Uh, I don't know. After being the Bucks and if Jason Tatum wasn't injured, you know where we would be. He got injured at the beginning of the game. You know where we would be. Beginning of game seven. Yeah, beginning of game seven. He brought us all the way back. He led us all the way back. Let's just be honest. You guys should not have led this to game seven. Yeah, we should have finished it in four. We should have won the first three. But you guys didn't. You we guys did let us exactly get three straight, straight games, and you let us get three straight games. Okay, then we got the seventh. Look, for a dynasty to happen, you have to build character, right? Mm-hmm. So you guys are so young. We yeah, exactly, and we lost, right, with bad coaching, terrible coaching, an injured superstar, and Jalen Brown for one game. Okay, injured superstar for one game. That's but we. That's why we still lost though, because he got injured. He didn't have as much of an impact okay, on the just, game. Let's just be honest though. If you guys played well the first three games, or what one of the one three games, you guys would have finished it out in game six. Tatum did play well, like basically every single game in that series. Oh, he did. He Great. got better as it went on. Jalen Brown was bad. Um, the coaching was horrendous. They kept playing Al Horford in important minutes instead of Robert Williams, who was actually playing well when he got to play. I don't even know why you guys have Al Horford. Let's just be honest. Because he can stop Joel Embiid. Allegedly. But Robert Williams... Is better and could stop Joel Embiid and stop Bam. Well, not only that, Robert Williams is young and Joel is kind of middle-aged right now. You know, getting getting up there in age. Not like up there, like 30, but like he's like, what, 26, 25? I think he's close to 30, actually. I think he might be 29. 29? Okay. I think. Yeah. No, it, like Robert Williams is young. He can like, take take the lumps of Joel getting like getting the best of him. And Robert Williams is the type of player that he will get better over time and defensively on a player. Exactly. So... Like, even, like, you know, if you guys played the uh, Celtics, uh, best of seven, you know, or not Celtics, free press, Nuggets, best of seven, you know, you guys, Nik- uh, Nikolai Jokic, I feel like Robert Williams took his lumps the first game or two, and then you see him gradually getting better on defense on him, getting better, learning, learning his offensive t- tendencies and stuff like that. Yeah, I, that's why I'm... As a as a Celtics fan, I'm I'm upset that we didn't win, obviously, mm-hmm. but I'm also upset because Jokic is just gonna go crazy in the finals now. I uh, know, no, he's not. Bam's not gonna be able to stop him. Bam, but dude, I'm telling Bam you, Bam is not gonna be able to stop him. Jokic is literally gonna have like a thirty point triple double on him. No, he's not. Game one. No, he's not. I guarantee you, he's going to. No, he's Bam is smaller than Robert Williams. Yeah. If I'm if I'm right. Yeah, he is. Not and, by much, but he is. Yeah, and I mean he's small for a big man. He play he, he does play big. 
He was explosive. But do you really think he's going to be able to hang with Jokic? Yes. Because he was getting confused out there against the Celtics, and the Celtics weren't playing that well. Yes, I believe so. I believe he'll play. Do you believe? Great do you okay? Jokic. You believe that he will because the power of friendship that Miami has going on right now, which is why they made it this far. It's it's, it's not only that, dude. It's just the factor of this band being young and explosive and just learning. He learns players, just like how Robert Williams is. Okay. But he's not going to be able to handle Jokic for the at least the first two games. At least. I give him, okay, first game, Jokic will get the best of him for the most part. But I feel like after the first game, I feel like it will be not a coast, but it will be a grind. Yeah, I mean, That's how our team is, is a grind. I mean, do you, do you think that... Uh, you know, Bam is going to be able to, because I mean, I, I've been seeing it like all over Twitter. Like everybody's talking about the finals, talking about Bam and Jokic and everybody. And they're like saying what I'm saying. Jokic is going to body Bam because Bam, when in the games against the Celtics, he didn't look that good. And I mean, he was playing Al Horford. Yeah. Jokic, as much as I don't really, you know, I'm not a, a huge fan of Jokic. You have to respect what he does. Jokic is a great player. He is. He's a generational player. And that receives a lot of hate. He does receive a lot of hate, but he also, you know, it's warranted for some of the stuff that he does. How? Okay, besides besides the, sh- uh, the shove on uh, I... the shoulder check to Markeith Morris. Yeah. I mean, once I saw that, I I'll never be a big fan of him because of that. Okay. And I think he's you know, a bad loser. Like, when he wins and he goes to the press conference, he's cool. Like, you know, he has a good personality and everything. Mm-hmm. And, but it's just when he loses and he's in those tough positions, I feel like he's a bitch, to be honest. I've been I've been hearing a lot of things about uh, their head coach. I, is it Mike Malone? Uh, that sounds about right, yeah. Um, Their uh, head coach, uh, same way. Uh, Whenever they lose or in the tough uh, predicament, they, uh, he is like a bitch, at conferences, you know, short, you know, not professional. I don't, I, I forgot who said that. I might have been. Oh, I think it was Charles Barkley who called him a baby. <laughs> Dude, I love Charles Barkley. Great. <laughs> Charles, that's so fucking funny. But you know, back to the the Nuggets. I think, I think Jimmy's gonna have you know good games. But as much as. Jimmy, like playoff Jimmy, you know, Hemi buckets, whatever. All right. Playoff time is Hemi. Okay, Hemi. He's going to get his. He's going to play really well. But he's not going to be able to carry this team to win, in my opinion. No, I I agree. And, like, honestly, like, our undrafted players are stepping up so much. I mean. And they, they get they get overlooked because, what, they're, they're, they're undrafted. Which I don't. I mean, I agree. I mean, no, they did. They definitely stepped up, and they're you know the Heat are a better team than I thought they were. Mm-hmm. They, I thought they were gonna lose round one to the Bucks, and they didn't. I didn't think they were gonna lose to the Knicks. No, I didn't think they were. I didn't think they were. But the Knicks are you know they're getting better too. They're I think they're gonna be a, a team that's mm-hmm. gonna be contending for a while. Give them a year or two. Give what I think. Their biggest thing is getting. I love I love Julius Randle, but. For, for the Knicks to be successful with Jalen Brunson, I don't think Julius Randle is the best option with him. No, I think 
Jalen Brunson's a guy, and he's fairly he cheap because he got that front-loaded contract. He's going to be cheap for a while. You need to trade Julius Randle for a, a better big man. Yeah, that's what I'm you saying. You know, give up some other pieces. Keep R.J. Barrett, hopefully, because yeah. I think R.J. Barrett would be a good third option in – even Mitchell Robinson too. I keep him. That's a that's a solid well, no, yeah. The- yeah, I would I would keep him too. I'm talking about like another, like a replacement for Julius Randle, like a, a three or a four to come out there because you know Jalen Brunson is obviously the starting one. R.J. Barrett, you could play him at the two or three, mm-hmm. and I'm sure there might be even somebody I'm overlooking on their roster, but I think they could be good. So, but I still didn't think the Heat were going to lose to them in their series. I'm surprised that they lost the game. To be honest with you. To add on with the Knicks, I feel like a good set piece, I, if we're going to name a player, outrageous player, that probably won't happen. It would be crazy if it did. Jaron Jackson. Never. It won't happen, but Jalen Brunson and Jaron Jackson, I feel like, would actually be di- a good dynamic duo in the East. I mean, I think they would be good, but that would, it would never happen. Oh, no, it won't. It because, won't. you know, everything was going on with Ja right now. Well, you never know. Jaron might want out. He might want out eventually, but right now... It, the way that it might, like, if, if Jaw keeps doing what he's doing, they might just say, all right, Jaron Jackson Jr. is our superstar. Because he could be. Mm-hmm. Oh, he could be. I don't think that he, you know, the chances of that is, I'm not going to lie, I mean, unless he plays out of his mind, slim. Because I don't, I don't think Jaron Jackson would be a good number one option for a team. I think he, he has more developing to do. I think he could. He does. But, you know, back to the, the heat, though. I'm surprised that they lost the game to the, uh, the Knicks. And then when they were coming up against the Celtics, obviously, I was like, all right, here, it's time to end. It's, I don't know, it's easy to slip a game. Obviously, we slipped three. We slipped three, too. Yeah. You fucking bastard. We just didn't slip that last one. All I'm saying is Jason Tatum was hurt, so it doesn't really count, okay? But I, I... Once they went up 3-0, I was like, I thought it was going to be a sweep. I thought it was, too. Glad it wasn't, though, because that was, you know, it, it good games. It made it interesting. Good games. We got to see Derek White become the greatest of all time right in front of our eyes. Okay. What? You know, that was the greatest play in playoff history. The only thing he did is pass the ball in and cut towards the rim after Marcus Smart shot. And not only that. But he made the shot with point. He released it with point one seconds left to go. Just he became the number one highlight for this entire season in one game. Not that was also to get us to game seven because we were know. down. We were down one. That was the most clutch thing that he could have done in that scenario. I mean, okay. and if it would have bounced the other way, like you, like we were talking about, you know, before. Tatum was right there. I think Tatum would have still bumped it in. So either way, we were going to go to Game 7. Probably would have been cooler if Tatum did it because he's a superstar. But Derek White doing it, I was sitting over here on the couch, dude. I literally fucking jumped up because that was the greatest thing I've ever seen. Maybe Maybe I might be a little hyperbolic here, but it was really awesome. Okay. It... It was a it was a really great moment. It it really was like number one in this playoffs. Maybe maybe not. There was a lot of great moments in this playoffs. I mean, name one that you think would be up there with it. To be honest, I can't name one on the top of my head. I can name one for you. 
Okay. And I'm being gracious in this. Okay. But the uh, inbound pass for the Miami Heat against the Bucks, where uh, Jimmy was falling down and he made it. Mm-hmm. That one's really good. But the Derek White one was better because of the stakes. Didn't LeBron get a uh, really top moment in this playoffs, too? I mean, LeBron just, he played really well. I don't know if there was a single moment that he had, but he just, he played really well the whole time. This is not a moment, but this is a, uh, I mean, kind of a moment, but kind of like the game moment. Devin Booker dropping like 50, 55, or. Yeah, I mean, that was a that was a good game. I still think again, you know, I'm 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 thinking this is unbiased, but it could potentially be biased. The Jason Tatum fifty one point game in game seven is a better game than that Devin Booker game. It was because it was a game seven. Yeah, because of the stakes. So like I was saying, like it felt like leading up to it, the Celtics should have been the team. Because they were in Game 7 against the Sixers. Tatum drops 51. Game 6, down by 1. 0.1 seconds left. Derek White makes the shot going to Game 7 back in Boston. It felt like they should have been the team. But Miami, who were in the play-in, who lost their first game in the Mm play-in, you know, they underdogs. They're huge underdogs now, especially going up against Jokic, who... You know, Joel played really well this year. Jokic could have gone three in a row for MVPs. Oh, he could have. And a, that was a big argument. Yeah, and not only could Jokic have gone three in a three in a row for MVPs, but Jamal Murray's playing out of his mind right now. Oh yeah. The whole Nuggets team is clicking right at the right moment. The Heat, they're gritty, and they got Jimmy buckets who pulls them through a lot of times, but when he's not on that heat, are they the heat? You know, are they heating up? They are. They weren't in that game, uh, game six, when they were down by 10. Gabe G- Vincent? Gabe Vincent wasn't playing that well in that in that game six. I'm talk- not talking about game seven. I'm talking about game six. When Jimmy only had like 12 points when they were down by 10, and then he went on that huge run, Jimmy's the one who put them over the top. If Jimmy Vincent- didn't go on that run. Vincent was out game five, right? Uh yeah, he was on okay. game five. Yeah, he was out game five. He came back game six. He actually played pretty decent. Going oh, I'm not back. saying he didn't play decent, but he didn't play playoff basketball level good enough to no, win. No, he wasn't like. like <laughs> That's what I'm saying with with Jimmy Butler. If he's not on, the Heat aren't really in the game because Bam's not a superstar. Mm-hmm. You know they got good shooters. They got like Duncan Robinson. He made back to back threes in that game six. But once Jimmy was on at the end of the game. Where he went on, I think it was like he also missed back to back threes wide open. He did, yeah. <laughs> but I was I'm trying to be you know nice about it. I would, I'm not. When Jimmy went on, I think he scored like what, ten points in a row or something, and then he had those three free throws at the end. In the fourth quarter, yeah. And his box score looked really good after that, but like up to that point, he wasn't playing mm-hmm. how he was no. playing in the other games. And then. You know, we were up by ten in that. He brought he brought you guys back, and then obviously the Derek White tip in happened. But against the Nuggets, Jimmy Butler's gonna have to be on every single second against Jokic because Jokic is gonna be on. Jokic is gonna have a triple double. Okay, I don't know about a triple double. He's he's averaging a triple double in the playoffs. 
double double for sure. For sure, double double. I'm saying ninety percent sure he's gonna have a triple double every single game. He's gonna get at least ten points, obviously. Yeah. He's gonna get at least ten rebounds because Bam's short. Yeah. He's gonna get at least ten rebounds. I'm not arguing about points and rebounds. I'm arguing about the assists. He's gonna be able to get the assists, especially if Jamal Murray's still playing like he is, and especially if Michael Porter Jr. is gonna be open at three. And who else do they got on their team right now? I'm forgetting. Uh, Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon. He's gonna get a few. In, uh, don't they have uh, Yep, KCP He had that really big game against the Lakers I don't know if they saw Will Barton I'm not sure But like, you know, he has Bruce he Brown. has people around him That are going to be getting theirs And he's the offense has ran through him He's going to get 10 assists In my opinion There could be a game or two where he doesn't But he's most likely going to be Triple-double or on track for triple-double and Jimmy's going to have to be on like no other because, I, like I said, I don't think Bam's going to be able to hang with him. I think if Jimmy's on, there's still a chance that it goes to, like, you know, a game seven scenario or something. But for the most part, I think it's going to be the Jokic show. And that's, you know, kind of... I got the Jimmy show. I mean, they could both be put on a show, but it's going to be Jokic more than him because Jokic is going to be, you know, winning games at least at the beginning. We'll see. We will see. And game one starts tomorrow at some point during the night. I'm not sure exactly. 7.30. And we'll be keeping an eye on that. But one thing we should be keeping an eye on right now, I just saw this posted an hour ago by the Daily Mail on Twitter saying Shannon Sharp is leaving Fox Sports after the NBA Finals is over. And it said it's not exactly when the NBA finals are over, but after that, at some point, he had a contract buyout. What are your thoughts on Shannon Sharp leaving Undisputed with Skip Bayless? I thought you just said Fox Sports, and then you said... Well, Undisputed is the name of the show. I know Undisputed is the name of the show. I thought it was on ESPN, though. No, they're on Fox. Fox? Oh. Yeah. ESPN has a first take with Stephen A. Oh, and they okay. they have a I mean they have more than that, but like that's what their big one is. Undisputed is a big one for Fox. I think he goes to ESPN. You think so? I'll see why not. I think I think him and Stephen A have a, a connection. They might. I mean, what do you, what are your thoughts though? Like, do you think? This is because of Skip Bayless, and we've seen their tension kind of rising even back to when the DeMar Hamlin incident happened, where Skip Bayless said, you know, they should have continued play. And obviously Shannon Sharp was, you know, as all, all of us were when we heard that, we were, like, shocked that he said that. He walked out. He And he, well, he skipped the work the next day because he said it on because Skip Bayless, Skip Bayless said it on Twitter. So Shannon Sharp didn't show up the next day. Even back then, we saw, you know, tension kind of arise. Mm-hmm. Do you think this move is because of Skip Bayless and his relationship not being what it was before? I think it's a little bit of that. Maybe back, back, like background, you know, what's going on backstage and stuff like that. But maybe it is with Skip. I mean, we all see the tension with him and Skip. I mean, I mean like, yeah. even, we, know, we know when it's all kid and joking around. And we can tell when things are getting serious. And you see that vein pop out of Shannon Sharp's neck. Yeah, and Skip Bayless, you know I don't really like him. I'm sorry, if Skip Bayless was yelling at me, I'll be pissed too. Like the way he yells at Shannon. Yeah, I mean, and it's really like not just that they're yelling at each other and having a disagreement, but it's like the way that he is. It feels like disrespectful. 
like Shannon Sharp wasn't one of the greatest tight ends to ever play like, in the NFL. Exactly, and also like I'm not gonna lie, like I'm not gonna like I feel like his little white privilege the way he does it too. Yeah. You think so? Just because he knows he can get away with it. Yeah. I mean that that's a big discussion that I saw about it. It's like because like one time he he was yelling at him, and then someone's like, "Oh, you know." Because you know what he wants to say after that. Like, it's insinuating that he wanted to say something demeaning to him after he was yelling at him. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I definitely see where you're coming from on that. It's just unfortunate because I do think when they were on and having a good time, they were an entertaining duo. They were. <coughs> but, you know, unfortunately... I apologize for the cough, too. I'm, I'm doing a little allergies. Well, we might edit that out, maybe, so... Nope. Keeping it. I'm not going to keep it in. Keep it in. No. But anyway, you know, it's unfortunate that Shannon Sharp is leaving, but if it's for his, you know, happiness and everything, then obviously, hope wherever he ends up next, he's still going to be entertaining us on our TV well, somewhere. I hope it's for his happiness. He bought it out. Yeah, he bought out the contract, <laughs> so... I mean, just the only thing you do now. I mean, it, and it could it could not even be because of Skip Bayless. No, it could be like, just a, a disagreement with the execs. Yeah, or like back, back what's going on backstage. You know, there's a lot of things to deal with. Like you know what's going on. You know, it's not just we see we see the good ends of it, the good and a little bit of the bad. You know, it's whatever they display what we see. That is true. And one thing that I saw being displayed today on Twitter was a video of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, minicamp, or OTAs, and it showed the heated QB battle between Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask. Oh. Did you see that video? Yes, unfortunately. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the uh, Baker Mayfield uh, and Kyle Trask QB battle and the video that we well, saw today? I expect more out of Baker, obviously, because this is, what, sixth, seventh year? Yeah, it's, it's about that time. <coughs> That's... Just I don't know, kind of like what are we? What are you doing your first couple years in the league, dude? Like, no, you, his his first few years with the Browns, he was doing good. Remember, he led them to the playoffs for the first time in all, forever. Like, okay, he he did do that, but like he wasn't like he wasn't like you know like how we expected him to be coming out of Oklahoma. I mean, yeah, he didn't live up to the hype for a number one overall pick, but he was still playing well. Like, he sh- honestly shouldn't have been let go by the Browns. You know, we know who they got now, and that's a different story. But ever since he left the Browns, it's like, well, he ended up with the Panthers. Didn't yep. play well. Then he went to the Rams. He did okay that first game. Well, he did good the first game, and then he did okay the rest of the games. And now he ended up with Tampa Bay, and he's right now slated to be their starter. But, you know, after watching the video... I don't know. Maybe you look elsewhere between them and him and Kyle Trask because both of them didn't do very well. Mm-mm. I mean, uh, isn't Trask a rookie? Uh, he was a rookie last year. This is his uh, second year. Jeez. I mean, he he got a year behind Tom Brady. Yeah, and I, we've, I don't we we haven't seen him start yet. And I mean, as much as I don't really like Tom Brady, which that could be a conversation for you know a little bit. You know, learning from Tom Brady, who, even though I don't really, uh, you know, like him, you know, I'm a Colts fan, so yeah. maybe may some bias there. You can't argue that he is 
very you know accurate with the ball and he makes smart decisions. Trask is still young. He's younger than Baker. Honestly, if I'm Tampa, I'm going with Trask. I don't see why not. I mean, I do like Baker, and I well, I did like Baker. I still think he's he deserves a spot in the NFL. I think he's a, a very very good backup. But as a starter, I don't know. I say give Kyle Trask the reins. Maybe halfway through the year, if they're like doing really bad, switch to Baker. See what you can make of the year. But also, you got to think the QB class coming up this next year is going to be Caleb Williams, you know. So even if you do really bad this year, you're tanking for maybe a generational quarterback. Mm-hmm. They're saying he's, you know, a more refined Patrick Mahomes out of college. So that's a lot of hype. That is, that's, it's big praise, and hopefully he can live up to it. But, you know, going to another quarterback in the NFL who uh, I think we both can agree, not the greatest quarterback in the NFL, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. News today was that he failed his physical for the Las Vegas Raiders and that they do have an out in the contract that if he doesn't, you know, if he's not healthy, they can just release him and pay him $0. What are your thoughts on the Jimmy G situation? I, I it was a love hate relationship whenever he was in uh, San Francisco. Um, he would have amazing, like no, no I, I can't say amazing. He would have the winnable plays and you know not not the stats to show it. He wouldn't lose you the game. Yeah, he he was a game manager. But there was times it's like, dude. Take control of the offense and just do it. Just you know, you can you can have way more points. And I get like it's a Kyle Shanahan offense, you know, but like if I feel like in the right quarterback in the right sense, like either either Trey Lance or Brock Purdy, I feel like those two quarterbacks like more Trey Lance than Brock Purdy because Brock Purdy I feel like still needs probably like half a season if he does good to prove himself. But, you know, someone like Trey Lance is being young and, you know, unfortunately that injury happened, you know, uh, being more, like, better than Jimmy Garoppolo. But Jimmy Garoppolo, I feel like, honestly, I would release him if I was the Raiders. You would release him now? No, after the uh, if he fails the sec- second physical, I would release him because... I feel like that's quite a bit. Of, I, I I don't know how much they're paying him, but I feel like that's quite a bit of money for his, his stature. I mean, he. Well, I remember seeing his contract. It was a, uh, you know, it's not one. Obviously, it's not. It's not, not jaw dropping. Yeah, like, it's it's a lot of money though for, for him. him. Yes, it, it, and he's just. A, I I get that he won you games, but like it was a Kyle Shanahan offense that fools that that will fool you to believe that he is a, you know, a good quarterback thing and lead team, just how. Bill Belichick, you know, whenever he was in New England. Well, that's what I was going to ask you about because Josh McDaniels, who was his offensive coordinator in New England, is now the head coach of the Raiders. Mm-hmm. So he's going back to a uh, system that he is familiar with, sort of. I mean, he's I know he's been in San Francisco for a while, but, you know, he's at least familiar with... All right, the siren's going on. I know. I hear it. The birds. <laughs> But anyway, he's going back to a system 
that he's familiar with, which is why they, they got rid of Derek Carr for... I mean, I think they were trying to get Aaron Rodgers first. Obviously, Obviously Aaron Rodgers is, yeah. is Aaron Rodgers. But they ended up settling for Jimmy Garoppolo once they couldn't get Aaron Rodgers or once Tom Brady retired and became a minority owner for them, which, you know, I've seen people talking about maybe Tom Brady comes out of retirement and plays for the Raiders. I wouldn't recommend it for you. I don't think he's going to, and I really hope he doesn't because, you know, I was just saying good things about him. And I don't want to have to say bad things about him again. So hopefully he stays retired and stays an owner and everything. But there's as much as we're talking about the Kyle Shanahan offense, right? Which I do agree with you because you can put any quarterback in that offense and you do good. Brock Purdy, it felt like this year when he was playing, was making more plays than Jimmy G did. Mm-hmm. Was more exciting to watch and more electrifying towards the other team and i i sorry to cut you off i feel like it was just something like with him i feel like it was just something that proved being undrafted or wait mr irrelevant, irrelevant the last pick of the draft yeah rather than undrafted <laughs> no i'm mr irrelevant's cool i guess now it is i mean brock purdy mr irrelevant you know that's true that's true but when he when i was watching brock purdy he was more exciting to watch and he was a better quarterback in my opinion than Jimmy G was but Jimmy G wasn't putting the ball in jeopardy they had a running back you know committee that they were handing the ball off they were succeeding they made it to a Super Bowl mm-hmm. I, I, miss I mean I can't fault him for doing his job the way that you know mm-hmm. he did it but in the you know a new offense with a new team an offensive line that's not as good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got a running back who's better than any running back. Well, I shouldn't say that now because no. Christian McCaffrey. I think Josh Jacobs is better than Christian McCaffrey, but there's definitely an argument there. Yeah, They're just, on the same level at least. Like talent, okay. Talent wise, I think Christian McCaffrey is a little bit better. If we're talking about like you know, like physicality, you know, Josh Jacobs. I mean, yeah, Josh Jacobs is more physical than. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, but you know, I still think he adds a lot in the passing game too. He does. But you know, obviously, you go to a place with a running back there, but he's only on the franchise tag after being the leading rusher. So, are they going to be willing to pay him? Because that was a big uh, discussion in this offseason as well, was that they didn't want to pay the running back because Bill Belichick never paid running backs. Mm-hmm. Josh McDaniels is from the Bill Belichick system. Is he going to pay a running back? They ended up franchise tagging him which was a little bit of a surprise. But, you know, after this one year, are they going to be paying him again? You know? Yeah. And, I mean, you got Devontae Adams, who I think best wide receiver in football. Mm-hmm. They traded away uh, Darren Waller, who was a top five tight end. Where's he going to again? He went to the Giants. Oh. He got traded to the Giants with Danny Dimes. Yes. Yep. But, I mean, you know, this isn't a team – the Raiders isn't that's gonna be contending, I don't think. No. With or without Jimmy G. No. I, if I were them, you know, Devontae Adams, I'm sorry that you got traded there because you wanted to play with Derek Carr and then Derek Carr gets, you know, released the next year. Yep. I feel like that, you know, Devontae Adams is gonna be wanting out pretty soon. Just like another big name wide receiver and DeAndre Hopkins wanted out of Arizona. 
And, you know, now that DeAndre Hopkins has been released from the Arizona Cardinals. Good for him. Great for him. The Arizona Cardinals organization right now is in shambles. They paid Kyler Murray when they didn't believe that he's a good quarterback because in his contract they put a clause that he had to watch this many hours of film, which has never been done for any other quarterback in like the NFL, as I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong. I'm not an executive in the NFL. But for a starting quarterback for that amount of money, you saying you have to watch this much film per week, they obviously didn't believe in him. They fire Cliff Kingsbury, who was supposed to be the perfect coach for Kyler Murray because he ran that West Coast spread kind of offense. Kyler Murray's not a good quarterback. That's a conversation for a different day. But he's their he's their franchise quarterback right now. They paid him franchise quarterback money. They're stuck with him for at least a few years. And he's not going to be playing the first half of this year at least. I mean, it's kind of good that he got out of there. J.J. Watt retired, you know. He's a legend. He terrorized the Colts for years, obviously, as a Houston Texan. You know, he retires. Who else do the Cardinals really have? I mean, you know, D-Hop got out of there at the perfect time, I think. Marquise Brown, which is a mid-receiver. Yeah, Marquise Brown. I mean, I really liked him coming out of college. I remember that draft. Mm -hmm. I liked him first year coming out of the Ravens. It's just he couldn't catch a ball. He he did have he some he struggled. Yeah, he did have some struggles beginning uh you know, but he as of right now, because obviously we haven't seen Odell play with the Ravens and we haven't seen um Zay Flowers play. Mm-hmm. Hollywood Brown is the best wide receiver Lamar Jackson's ever had. Yep. Which is saying something because he's not that great. So now he's the number one receiver for the Cardinals. And I, by the way, I think he could still be great. I still believe in him. But as of right now, he's not the greatest receiver. And like the sad part to add on to it is that if if you count a tight end as like you know a receiver because they do catch the ball, Mark Andrews is better. Yeah, I mean, I was talking about you know, I know wide receivers. I, know you're a receiver, I mean, Mark but, Andrews is really like, good. Yeah, yeah, it's like but like also like you, I, I could, okay, there should be honestly two tight ends that I feel like, or possibly three tight ends that I feel like that no, it's like oh. He's, like, good, you know. Of course, he was, like, number one option. Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, and possibly, and I said third, possibly Darren Waller right now. Oh, I think Mark Andrews is uh, better than uh, Darren Waller. You think? I think so. Mark Andrews I, is really reliable, and, I mean, he's proven. Darren Waller. He is. Darren Waller is really I, good, too, but. I love Mark Andrews, and, like, like his, like, he, he can do it all. He can run block. He can run a route. He can catch. I just like Darren Waller's, I guess, speed and how he does it. And, like, he's big, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm hoping that, you know, another tight end that's young that I want to be a great tight end, Kyle Pitts. Yeah, I mean, Kyle Pitts was supposed to be, you know, the next generational tight end, which he still could be. I mean, yeah. he's he's with the Atlanta Falcons, you know, give him some time. Yeah, um, but, you know, back to the Ravens with, you know, DeAndre Hopkins being a free agent, Lamar Jackson told the Ravens, he wanted two receivers, to, and then he would come back. Well, they got one. They got Odell Beckham Jr. The other one on that list, DeAndre Hopkins. And now you don't have to trade for DeAndre Hopkins, so you don't have to give up anything for him. He's a free agent. Maybe he's going to the Ravens to play with Lamar, to play with Odell. I like the Bills better. I mean, the okay. I think it's between 
honestly, in my opinion, it's between three teams. Because DeAndre Hopkins is very, very good. And he has been forever, you know, even when he was on the Texans, even though I hate the Texans. He's going to go to a team that's going to be competing. Mm-hmm. He's going to go to either the Bills, the Ravens, or the Chiefs. It would be nasty on the Chiefs, first of all. Because they don't really have a... They don't really have a wide receiver one. No, they don't. I mean, Tony. Tony's the only dude. Tony's not really a wide receiver one though. He's de- he's better utilized in the slot, in like as a gadget player, mm-hmm. which I mean, Mahomes can do with the wide receivers that he has. You know, whatever. Yeah. Imagine adding a bona fide number one outside receiver, an X receiver, in DeAndre Hopkins to that team. It would be nasty. It would be. But I think the story is more fun. If he goes to Buffalo or Baltimore, it would be. because Buffalo, you got Diggs and you got Gabe Davis already. Mm-hmm. In Baltimore, or in, and in Buffalo, obviously you have Josh Allen, who's a top quarterback in the NFL right now. And uh, Naheem Hines. And I mean, Naeem Hines, I I like him, but I wasn't gonna say you know he's not that big of a playmaker no, as of not, right now. But... As of right now, I mean, you know, still love you. I miss you, Naeem Hines. Anyway. You have obviously Josh Allen, who's still a top quarterback. You have two really good receivers already. The defense is really good. You got Von Miller there, mm-hmm. and the same thing with with the Ravens. You have a really good defense. You have a top uh, quarterback in Lamar Jackson. They just they got J.K. Dobbins in the backfield, who I think is underrated as a running back. He is, he is underrated. And then, you know, you also got just signed OBJ. You don't know how he's gonna play, but it's Odell Beckham. And that's, you know, obviously a big name, and he played really well for a, a while in the NFL. He just drafted Zay Flowers, who was one of my favorite wide receivers, if not my number one favorite wide receiver out of this draft, uh, you know, pre-draft, obviously, because Josh Downs is the GOAT now. But you have a really, like, exciting options there for, like, a new team to come in and win a championship. And, I mean, obviously I want I want Mahomes to win more if the Colts aren't going to win because I want him to, you know, go down as the GOAT because he really is, like, generational and, like, probably the most exciting quarterback I've ever watched. But I don't want him to win every year because that just gets boring. It does. I, w- I want to see Lamar get his. I want to see Josh Allen get his. You know, even if he went to Jacksonville, as much as I would hate that, that makes a lot of sense too because you got Trevor Lawrence. You got Calvin Ridley coming back. You got Travis Etienne in the backfield. You know, you have a pretty decent defense. You have a really good coach. You know, the Jacksonville Jaguars make a lot of sense too, but I don't think he's thinking there. Right I think now. it's I think it's the big three he's thinking of. Yeah, it's right now. So, I mean, out of those three teams, I hope it's <coughs> the Ravens or the Bills. My personal opinion would be the Ravens because I think, you know, I, I like Lamar a little bit more than I like Josh Allen. Yeah. I, I like Josh Allen too, so I think either one of those would be, you know, would be a really good fit for D Hop. You have any uh, anything else to add to that one? I just like Buffalo because you know you got Gabe Davis, like you said already. You got Stephon uh, Diggs. You know, it's just a lot of like like those like two receivers are just um just remarkable. I mean, Gabe Davis, I can't say Gabe Davis is remarkable yet, but, like, you know, he, he had that spectacular game. You know, it's just a game, but he had a spectacular game against Kansas City. You know, he he's, 
you know, he'd be really good at the, you know, slot or maybe stick him outside and put uh, Diggs at the slot, you know, because Diggs is, he's, he's, he is something else. And I, I think that if Diggs and Hop got on the same team, that would probably be the best wide receiver duo of all time. Just for like, obviously per season, but. I don't know about all time. I, I, I don't know if I can name any better. Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne. I think they might be better. No, I'll tell you why. No, in their primes, potentially. You had Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne in their primes together. You'd be having an old D Hop who's still top ten at least. Oh no, I meant Diggs and Hop. No, like, yeah, I see. But you have an old D Hop top ten still in the league. Stephon Diggs top ten at least still in the league. But they're both older. They're not in their prime still. I, but they're still that good though. But I, I, I still think that they'd even, be the best in the league right now. I even still think with D Hop being his age, I still believe that it is still like you know, he's probably besides Devontae, because there's always the argument between him and Devontae being number one. I mean, now you also have to add in uh, Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase also, which is scary because they're young. Yeah, and. They're young and they're already in the conversation for you know best in the league, and probably going to go down. I mean, I mean, since we're talking about Jamar Chase, do you think the Bengals are an option for D Hop? No. You don't think so? No. Why not? I, they they can't even get the ball up half the time. They can. Joe Burrow's getting sacked or rushed. He wants he wants something that like established offense. I mean, but. Doburo and the Bengals aren't established offense though. Like they've been in the AFC Championship the past two two years. I get that, but I mean it's. I mean I understand. I mean their offensive line still needs work. But Joe Burrow can get hurt at any second of the game. He he can, but he only got hurt his rookie year, and ever since then he's been you know he's been healthy the whole year and he's been playing really well. You know now that I'm I'm talking about it more, I'm kind of talking myself into D Hop being interested in Cincy. I don't think so. I mean, I think it's gotta be one of the one of the big four though, because I for, I kind of forgot about the Bengals. Mm-hmm. It's gotta be one of the big four, I think, because he's not going anywhere that isn't gonna have a chance. He ain't going to San Francisco. He's not going there because they don't have a quarterback. Mm-mm. Maybe Jimmy G comes back. How would how would you feel about uh Jimmy Jets. G coming back? Are the Jets in the conversation? Uh the Jets could be in the conversation now with Aaron Rodgers being there. I mean. Would I? I mean, obviously, I would take D Hop on any team. I'm not dumb, but if I'm the Jets, I don't know how how their cap space is looking. But I mean, they already got Garrett Wilson, and uh, who else do they have at wide receiver? I know they have another like young wide receiver that's really good, but it's not Elijah Moore because they just traded him away. Randall Cobb, which is not, he's not young. Yeah, he's not young, and he's I think he's you know kind of washed. But he you know Aaron Rodgers and him have a good connection, so. I remember they used to have uh, Ro- uh, Robbie Anderson. It's Chosen Anderson. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Chosen Anderson, please. Um, Brees Hall. Brees Hall at running back. Yeah, I mean, they got a lot of young options on offense. I don't know if they add D-Hop to it. I mean, obviously not a bad option if they do. But time, you know, time will always see. Um. Dude from the Packers played with him. Already. Alan Lazard. Yeah. yeah, Alan Lazard. Yep. Uh, I mean, I don't know. If I'm the Jets, 
I probably do try to get D hop just because that's scary. But like I said, I don't know how their cap space is looking. I don't know if they'd be able to afford it. I mean, nowadays you can kind of just kick that can down the road with like voidable years and everything. So it really all depends on D hop at this point. Mm-hmm. And did you see that they like the NFL has said no more representing yourself? You have to have an agent now after the Lamar Jackson thing happened where he represented himself and his mom was like his agent slash manager thing. And they like, cause all his, his family got all the money and now they're like, Hey, you have to have an agent. That's why D hop hired an agent. That's so messed up. Yeah, it is messed up. Why? I don't know. It was literally like right after the Lamar Jackson uh, deal was done. They were like, yeah, you have to have an agent now. Hmm. I wonder why. Probably because they got fleeced by Lamar. It's, pro- it's probably that. That's the reason why. Because he now his his family gets the money instead of an agent getting a cut of the money, which in turn goes back to the NFL in a way. Yeah. So good, good for Lamar though. Yeah, I know. Really good for him. He de- he deserves it. He seems like a really nice guy. But before we uh, end off here, we have one thing left to say. What is your finals prediction for the NBA? Do you think? The Miami Heat and the power of friendship will be able to win. Yes, I'm not finished. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm. Uh, please let me. Please let me do the thing. Okay. Do you think the Miami Heat and the power of friendship will be able to win, or do you think the Joker, the generational talent, and a well-formed team around him, are going to win the NBA championship? I think. Hey. In the NBA Finals, that nobody wanted to see. All right, you go had, ahead. You had to add that last part in there? I did, because the Boston Celtics and Los Angeles Lakers are right there. Okay. Heat and six. Heat and six? In six? Heat and six. Four, two. Not even seven? Nope. Seven's respectable. Six is crazy. Heat and six. All right. I think you're incorrect. I think Denver Nuggets in five. I think Heat take one in Miami, but once it gets back to Denver, it's it's done. I guess we'll have to see about that, bud. We will have to see, and we'll also have to see everybody. Well, I guess we won't see you, but we'll have to talk to you next week on the next edition of Sparkcast Media. Make sure to listen to where us wherever you find your favorite podcast every single week. Thank you, and I love you. Yes, sir. Goodbye.